There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota. Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more. ¿Qué tal amigos? Mi nombre es Roman Rojas y Tremenda Vaina es el podcast donde te contamos cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro historias solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? En el último episodio de Tremenda Vaina te contamos de un muchacho en China que vendió una parte de su cuerpo para comprarse un iPad. ¿Será verdad? ¿Será mentira? Suscríbete en iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify o tu plataforma favorita. También nos puedes seguir en Twitter, Instagram o Facebook. El mundo enfrenta una pandemia. Encuentre respuestas y acceda a información veraz y confirmada en el especial de NTN24 sobre coronavirus COVID-19. Escuche los contenidos de NTN24 en su plataforma de podcast favorita. Total Wine and More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine and More has you covered at TotalWine.com. Okay, Oscar week. This is Oscar week. So yes. my question to you is, what would you all like to get an award for? Oh. Uh, Rachel. Um, I guess I would like an award for Best Natural Gray Streak. Ooh. I'm working on this for uh, three years. Mike, you, you have one down below, though, right? <laughs> oh, wow. Yo, wow. So you must have got my dick pic and saved it. Uh, I didn't Wait, save what? it. I instantly yeah. deleted it. Yeah. And oh. I... I get nightly. I get nightmares <laughs> nightly. I would love to get the best alternative news award. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's, that's what I would. Special. Yeah. Politics, sports, anything. If anyone, you are know. Are you looking for recognition from us or something? Perhaps. Yeah. He's you hinting are... he wants uh, more praise. What do you want? A T-shirt? Yeah. You know, you guys. You know. A certificate. I think my word. I'm gonna go with best drunken karaoke singing. That is so true. Because when I you know, enough drinks in me, and I got the voice of an angel, a very drunk, a very drunk angel. But yo, <laughs> I, mine would be best cafe con leche maker because I think that's something that I really enjoy consuming, but making it as well. Like interesting, I, you've never so, offered me coffee anytime <laughs> I've ever gone to. So you went from one bottle. You went from one bottle to one Valdez. The Latinos Out Loud podcast. Yo, yo, and some more yo for that ass. Wow. What's up, everybody? What's up? Someone's trying to make up for the yo-yos, huh? For lost yo time. Yeah. Oh, my God. No doubt. You guys, it's the Latinos Out Loud podcast. What up, y'all? Yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back. Feels good. Season 5, episode 649. Yeah. Wow. Six is a good number. Welcome back, you two. Welcome back. I had to play you last week with the energy. 
And I didn't oh, like. Oh, is real, that what you were going? I listened for? to some f- past episodes. He tried. And like, he tried. Yeah, he I tried, tried to. Is that why your voice? You kind of lost your voice a little. <laughs> I did bit? Yeah. because of, you know I had to supply the energy. <laughs> Sometimes you sound like a, like a pubescent boy when you scream. You know that? And, and and I don't know if that's a compliment or a diss, but I I'm just letting know, you know. But... You had, your your yo's are very phlegmy. I can hear that through the my headphones. Yeah. It was a lot of <laughs> Ew. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> how's your throat? It's fine. Okay. Uh, yeah, we were missed. I know we could feel mm. it all the way from Los Angeles, mm-hmm. Los Angeles, City of the Angels, City of the yeah. Angles. Hooray for Hollywood! Oh my God, Jamie, you dress the same way in each each coast because you're like borderline <laughs> blanquito. <laughs> Like you, no matter what, because in, even in the summertime, you're wearing like a what hoodie. What are you talking about? Wait, first of all, it was cold, right? It we was. It was. We nippy. did not get Southern California weather. We went there, and it was like New York, you know, New York too. It was, it was chilly. Like, it was really? like fall, um, breezy. Like the rain was coming down. A day and a half of rain. It never rains in LA. They oh, always have shit. the fires and stuff. Yeah, Tony, Tony, Tony was wrong. Cause they had a song. It never rains in Southern California. It never rains in Southern California. Wow, Tony, wow. Tony, Tony, yeah. fan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Tony, Tony, Tony has done it again. That was at my third day. <laughs> Feels mix. good. That's on my third day Spotify mix. Oh, uh, okay. That hasn't been <laughs> used in a while. It was. Yeah, it hasn't been used in a while. You know. Fatima <laughs> yeah. uh, right now says, "Wait a minute, huh?" Yeah, no, no, no. I never heard that one. <laughs> <laughs> it was just really eerily silent when. when on our third day. Um, <laughs> but no, it was great. We had a, a, a very, an opportunity that we can't go too in depth with. Yeah, we can't be too in depth. I think you just went too oh, in depth. Is... <laughs> By the way, I think just... the word in depth is way too in depth. I love when Rachel can't say something, but the, the <sighs> urge she has to, yeah. it's just like this combunction. Torturous. You know who I've so been telling? Like... I've been telling my Uber drivers because that's not going anywhere. You know what I mean? Yes. Every time I'm in Uber, like, Listen, Muhammad, I have got to tell you. I have got to tell you what happened. Muhammad. That was my last Uber driver. Fine. The one before him was like Tchaikovsky or something. I don't know. I can't say his name. There's a lot of two-star stories. uh... Go ahead, Jamie. Sorry. I cut you off. Okay. Um, So we we got flown out Mm. by some VIPs, Mm. you know, some very important people. And then Mm. we performed for these people. Mm. And we performed some of our Room 28 sketches. Mm. We had two that we rehearsed, were ready to go. Uh, we did it in front of these, like, you know, these Peoples. faceless, nameless people. Yes. Executives, can we call them yeah, that? Yeah, I guess. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Executives, is that too in-depth? No? Okay. Um. Execs. How about that? Is that better? <laughs> well, the, more, the more you say it, now it's... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now I'm it's teasing. Getting uh, so we did... And then... So this was crazy. So we rehearsed these two. Mm. Um, very Latin-centric. English, in English, but like Latin themes. Like what? Like, like Room 28 style. Just Room 28 style. Our you know, outrageous, of... stereotypical stuff that we do and we make fun of ourselves. Exactly. Mm. We're Latinos. We do that. Mm. So after the, we do mm. this performance, this rehearsal, the, this woman comes out, a lady, uh, uh, one of the executives. Mm. She's And then she's like, we loved it. We loved it. It was hilarious. But do you have another sketch that's not so Latino heavy? Because... Is that you deciding to have that voice or was that the voice? Did she whisper at the end? It kept whispering the more. I can't see the more. When it got a little racial, she got a little nervous. She was like, (laughs) I thought they were hilarious. I just don't know if we want everything to be this Latino, but if you have something. So I was like, all right, we'll do a third sketch. But we, so Rachel, finish it off. She what? tells us we gotta do. <laughs> okay. She tells us. Okay. Jamie knows you well enough. He no, knows. I'm, I'm giving you the You're baton. Interrupt I'm anyways. giving you the baton. So 
Okay. What happened next? This is so hard for me right now because I want to tell the whole story. You know, I'm a long-winded storyteller. I get it. I know. But like, okay, censorship. Here we go. Mm. So the woman came to us and was like, we need you to do a third sketch. Now, mind you, time-wise, it was about 6 p.m. They were going to wrap this whole thing up at 6.30. So she goes, can you do it in the next 20 minutes? And shout out to Andrew Casanova, your nephew, who's like, yeah, sure. And we were like, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, I was throwing up already in a bucket. That <laughs> I, I literally, I didn't have diarrhea, but, yeah. like, I knew I felt it in my pants. You know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> Is that a normal thing or...? <laughs> I'm exaggerating, but at that point, they were like, okay, great, get it together, a sketch. Now, again, we were only rehearsing these two, which are like, you know, two top sketches. So we went into like this little vestibule area and we basically went straight to business and we're like, what sketch can we do that basically matches or or fulfills the criteria that has been presented to us right now? So that is a sketch that we know kind of well or something that could be quickly learned, which shout out to Jamie. He had to learn a whole fucking sketch in 20 minutes. No. I mean, it was tough, definitely, and I don't want to take a lot of credit, but I will. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was a great setup. Let's go. So, So, yeah. That was it. So, go ahead. You want to pick it back up? Okay. So, 20 minutes of rehearsing this sketch, a a lot of nerves, but we finally go into the room again. Third sketch, unexpected. We had and to we, edit it. Remember, we, we had, had to, to edit, edit it down. down. We had to edit it down to like from a seven-minute sketch yeah. to a four-minute sketch. Oh, this pressure, pressure pack. Dude, I, I'm, I'm having some hypertension issues Yo, you right guys now. Give me so, like anxiety. just story. And there's a lot of just people with laptops in front of them. You know, they're smiling, but they're not gonna give. You, <laughs> they're not gonna laugh loud. They're not gonna. Frank, were you there? That's how they laughed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> Frank's laughing at like the the weird the, the, the random areas of the story. Uh, oh. Which is making me nervous. But, uh, <laughs> so. He needs some milk. Oh, man, I missed that. Go anyway, ahead. Anyway, uh, short story long, we <laughs> finally pulled it out and we performed that sketch the best that we've ever performed it in that wow. short amount ever. of time. We, we kind of hit nailed it out. Nailed it. Yeah, we nailed it. Mm. Um, made it even better than we've probably, even the shortened version, I think, was better than the, the, the normal Trimmed version. Trimmed the fat, performed mm. it, um, hit all the jokes. Yeah, I mean, I was, you know, doing a script that, you know, I wasn't really familiar with, but I just did it professionally. Uh, I did all I had to do. Not only that. Again, not taking credit for it. Um, you but, inserted yeah. a certain improv, which I won't say because it'll give it away. You inserted something that you just thought of that was yeah. lyrically genius, as yeah. the rappers say. Mm. It was, yeah, it was scary, though, because mind you, like, 20 minutes before, we were all sh- diarrhea, vomiting, like I said, like no. we said. Yeah. 20 minutes later, we came out there, we were, like, very confident. So, hopefully, this opportunity, you know, extends because mm. of that. Mm. We'll see. Yeah. But it was a great experience, a bonding experience for the group, because we came through in the clutch nice. with guns to our head. Yeah, I could tell. We wow. had to do. I noticed because on Saturday when I saw you guys, you had this little airecito, like mm. this little arrogance. <laughs> like, yeah, Some like. Arrogance. Yeah, like this, yeah. <laughs> Cologne of arrogance. <laughs> and it's like, I was like, yo, what's up? And it was like, y'all were just looking at each other, but it was like. You know it felt good, Mike. Yeah. You have this background of sketch comedy. You're one of the founders of Room 28. And I know we, made, we made you proud. You guys did make me proud. And, yeah. and then after that, we celebrated. Um, Actually, right show. after that, I went into the bathroom and I cried. Oh, yeah. She cried. Um, that was number one. And then we celebrated. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we could hear the crying throughout the whole floor. Oh. We were like, damn, Rachel's really going at it. I had to let it out, you guys. Uh, and that's how it came out. Better wow. than that than like diarrhea. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
because I really didn't have diarrhea, but I cried a lot. So after that, you know, we were in L.A. We had some free time. And so I went to my very first dispensary. Wait, what's a dispensary? What is that? Google it. (laughs) (laughs) So it was fantastic. I have to shout out the Dope Queens. That's the name of the dispensary, the all-female dispensary. What? Okay. That must have been exciting. Oh, yeah. marijuana. No, I was saying it was like uh, it was like a Sephora for smoking. It was just like, it was all pink. Beautiful. Um, they even give you the stuff that you buy at the dispensary <laughs> the in dream. little pink bottles. Wow. They're wearing half tops behind the counter. Oh, I got to oh, go. Oh, wait yeah. a minute. You bought a, a juguito, right? You bought a juicy juice? Jamie bought I'm, the and juicy juice. And then it effed juice. me up. Yo, yo, yo. So, yo, Jerry, Jerry yo. had to coach me through that. Yo, <laughs> let me tell you why. Let me tell you why, because Frank and I... Yo, Frank and I, Frank bought one at the dispensary uh, at a spot, and literally, we took two sips each, and I'm half a block, we were done. Yo, no, we're yeah. like, boom, Those strong. Yo, those are strong. I was yep. talking to Jerry in the room. We were wa- like watching TV. I was drinking it. After a while, I was talking with my eyes closed. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm yeah, like, yo, yeah, Jerry. Yeah, 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 I'm yeah. like, I'm facing the wall. And he's like, yo, I'm over here. <laughs> but he was like, don't worry. It's you with me. I'm going to watch you. And he was just, he just kept rolling his own shit. And I'm like, I'm talking to the floor and shit. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> but yo, it was intense. It was intense for a drink. But Rachel... Your experience continue. I I walked in and you, so it's kind of like DL and you have to like pass your ID underneath like a little slip in the door and the dude behind the door was like, "What you want?" And I'm like, <laughs> oh, "Um, wow. you know, like there's yeah. like a code or something." Like it was weird. It was in the Willy Wonka's weed factory. <laughs> and then like. once you make it past the door. I, I heard harps playing. Um, oh, I, wow. I thought I saw a mermaid. <laughs> I was like, well, you were already. That was before or after trying this stuff. It just inhaling the effervescent scent of what I love so much. Wow! It was just being at. It was a candy store. Wow! And literally every kind of candy. Juice. Yeah. All types of strains, juices, oils. Gummy bears. A gummy bear fucked me up. A gummy bear fucked me up. What about cookies? Did you get? There was no cookies there. They had brownies. brownies? Oh, they had brownies, yeah. Yeah. Did they have candy? Everything. Every kind of candy. They had all types of wraps and everything? Yo, I didn't even know Wiz Khalifa had a strain. What? (laughs) Yeah. Yo! Okay. Um, It was great. And apparently you can fly out of Cali with it. Um, but you're sort of gambling at your own risk because I looked this up. So TSA, if they find you with it, they are um, programmed to call the police. But the police will come and just be like, how much do you have? And if you have less than 28 grams, you're good. Oh, that's there, nice. there, Look it up. There are certain legalities. So I came home with some gummies. Right. Like that Rachel Googled that like right after. She was like. <laughs> Jew moment. I sure did. I wouldn't trust like the dog. Officer, wait a minute. It's 28.1 grams. <laughs> you know how much grams. I spent? Yeah, I overspent. I'm sorry. But I'm not gonna leave leave it there you know what I, mean? I wouldn't trust the airport dogs those they all look very like anytime they smell some shit they're all up in your stuff and it's like what what are these brownies what's in nah. these brownies nah <laughs> but see I, I read about that those dogs are trained for bombs not weed they that's don't what multi I'm they can't multitask that's true they can only do for bombs so you're I good told, I told but you. that fear of you thinking that it might smell it yep. is what gets people to stop but in reality they're there for bombs yep i oh. took a, i took an ounce to mexico one time I wrapped it up and I put it inside my ass. What? And, when, and when I got to Mexico, there was a whole bunch of dogs. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh shit. I thought the dogs were going to come and start sniffing my ass. And I was like, oh shit. And I passed like right by the dogs and they didn't smell that shit. And I kept on walking. And then you smoked it. Hell yeah. <laughs> Yo, yeah. this guy has a fertilizer taste to it. 
Um, <laughs> kind of skunk. Why did we? Why are we hearing that story just now? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? We may have to delve into that a little bit deeper. No pun intended. He's been holding that one in. You know? Yeah. Literally. Um, but yeah, I mean, what we, I've been seeing you a lot. You too, actually, because Saturday you came out to support. I came to support, you know. I wanted to see you guys. I missed you guys. We've got to shout out where we were on Saturday because just when we thought the week couldn't get any more exciting, Frank, it sure did. Ooh. So Room 28 was invited to perform at the Aspira Youth Conference, I which took place at Hostos Community College on Saturday. It was an amazing event. Shout out to Vanessa Santiago Freites over at Aspira, which is a not-for-profit basically helping the high school youth get into college and do wonderful things for the Latino community. And we had about 300 kids there that we did both workshops for and performed for. The workshops were fantastic. We did two all about Latinos in the media. It was Jerry. Jerry, Danny, and myself as moderators or panelists at the workshop. But then the second workshop you guys came to, mm. you guys being Room 28, I would love to hear what your experience was as being but, part but, of the audience. But before that, there was a conversation. Since Jerry couldn't be in the afternoon one, Rachel asked me to be in it. I'm like, nah, it's all right. I mean, I'm not Room 28. Um, just ask Jamie. And Rachel was like, oh, I got to see. And then naturally. Well, I don't want to spring it on you. Yeah. Right. Mm. But naturally, the way you were, you already invited yourself to be on that, that was panel. The Without even being invited. So. Well, we were. I was supporting Rachel. Yeah. You were fantastic, and you should really do more panels because you have a lot of great things to say. And we were inspiring youth. I mean, they are the future. Well, Rachel had her powerpoints ready to go. Uh, y'all know about my powerpoint. Her powerpoint skills, skills is pretty. On, Rachel's like I'm, the Rachel's the only person on. that I know that if you told her that she had a PowerPoint presentation in 15 minutes, she could pull it off. She has like already these templates. She had like games. She was she like had she stuff. had like twelve, ten pictures of like Latino celebrity. Like she was like, which one of these people are not Latino? And it was like people were like, oh. And, and then she was like, all of them. It was a trick question. <laughs> and everybody's like, yo, Fergie's Latina? Yes, son. <laughs> like she was, she was blowing people's, she was blowing people's minds. Oh my Yo, God. these kids didn't even know what an EGOT was. When I had the slide of Rita Moreno, they were like, EGOT? Come on, son. <laughs> yeah, because they all, you know, it was so crazy because Rachel's like, what do you guys want to be when you want to grow up? It was like engineers. It was like a lot of like very impressive, no like entertainment or anything like that, but it was it was cool. These kids are really uh, smart kids. So shout out to the kids. Shout out to the future. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Leaders of America. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. great to tie back, you know, having the topic of Latinos in the media, we sort of gave them a perspective of how it was and how Latinos made their um, entrance onto the screens, how much work we still have to do. But it's very important, and everybody listening, like, know who Rita Moreno is. Right. Know who Desi Arnaz is. Wow. And know all of the strides that Latinos made in the very beginning, but how much more work we have to do. Facts. Yeah. So congrats on you. And then uh, very quickly, you guys killed it on stage. Those kids ate that up. It was really, really funny, the the two sketches you did. So. Oh, thanks, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, okay. Mike, so much for supporting. Yeah. And then on that note, I think it's time for the Bochincha Bites. Yeah. I've been waiting all day. I've been waiting all night. I've been waiting all day. But with Jamie's Bochincha Bites, I've been waiting all day. Waiting all night. It's Jamie's Bachincha Bites. Yo, okay. I like that. I guess we have to address... Yo, that's dope. We have to address the Anthony in the room, okay? <laughs> so he did the bites last week. He's great, as always. I loved uh, some of his um, his uncle joke that he made. Uh, 
but he was very kind of like, I'm taking Jerry's Jamie's job. So I was very, I was actually scared because he had AV. He had like sound clips and all this he shit. Did. He came from I don't there. come, I don't he come with that. There. I come with like a sheet of paper that's like very crumpled up and shit. You and Frank. You and Frank. <laughs> This side of the room is all about crumpled paper. I was inspired paper. by crumpled, yeah, his yeah. crumpled paper. Um, wow. But I don't even have a beef with Anthony oh, from last week because okay. Anthony... Uh, even after what you just heard, you don't have beef? Uh, well, he's... You know, we talked about it off... <laughs> we talked about it on text. Uh, <laughs> um, last week, before yes. I even get to my bites, super quick, Mike shouted me out for a bunch of shit. Oh, boy. And I don't have... I can't defend myself, right? We didn't even talk about last week's episode. And you see how conveniently everybody just let that be? This is going to cut into my bites, and I'm going to have to cut my bites a little bit. And I will, because I already see Ken, uh, Hendo uh, off stage. Uh, oh, I'm no, running. going out of sequence. I'm going to cut it down. But, yo. Yeah. All right, so right, first of all, you told Melissa Sweets that I cut her out of our web series. That just makes me look bad. Like, Melissa Sweets. I heard the pain in her voice too when you told her that. Like it was like really, Jamie like betrayed me like that. And the fact was, well, I don't even remember the reason why we had to do it over again. But it probably was some sound shit. Mm. But of course, Mike's like Jamie wanted you <laughs> out, you know. Mm. Um, and then you shouted me out. You guys went to a basketball game. Me too. Next <laughs> game, same night. I started posting pics of me shooting free throws in yeah. Madison Square Garden, which I did the week before. But then you shouted me out like I was playing myself for. Yeah. I wasn't pretending to be, say that I was there that night. No, I, I know. I just happened to see your stuff, and I was like, oh, let me put the, the picture of me do, shooting a free throw. Well, I just want to say that I apologize. It was a lot of pressure to having you two missing, and I got desperate with the material, and I threw right. you under the bus. And I promise that Oof, I won't do that again. That's why you did it? That's it just, why you did it? Yeah. I'm talking to Jamie. So, Jamie, <laughs> I, I apologize. It was a great filler. Yeah. He said it was a great Sorry, filler. Jamie. You know. Um, Okay. Uh, we told her. We told her after the show that the, the the truth of it, and then and then we also try to like re-record that part where you weren't there, but you were. Mm -hmm. We try to record it, but for the the footage. Well, I think the damage is done with her. Like she already got me off her Instagram, and. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Yeah, I forgive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you should address her as Melissa Sowers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> She's, she's not gonna be sweet. She's not gonna be sweet with me anymore. Uh, I forget, but I won't forget. Okay. Let's leave it at that. Okay. Can I just say thank you to the crew, by the way, the interns and Hensel for not throwing me under the bus. Oh yeah, week. well I like um, that. I like that everybody went. Really appreciate you guys. Everybody loyalty, went. and I love y'all. I love y'all like I love chicken. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> for real. And I agree with that keto shit. But too, you're Hensel. a vegan I agree right now. <laughs> Who said? Rachel's a vegan. So how you like chicken? That King Dijo. No, what work. are you talking about? <laughs> All right, let's start the bites. The now the shortened bites because I have to <laughs> itty bitty bites. <laughs> so, have you guys been um, following this Jussie Smollett case? Sure. Yeah. Rachel, <laughs> basically, quick uh, Cliff's notes. Um, he um, he said he was a victim of a hate crime, mm. which serious, very serious stuff. Yeah. But now it is coming out that um, that he not only probably lie, allegedly lied about who perpetrated the attack, but also that he might have orchestrated the attack himself. Damn. Oh, come on. Really? That, so there ain't, look, there ain't nothing funny about a hate crime, obviously, but no. there is something funny about a dude lying getting caught, right? Am I right? Mm, yes. Okay. <laughs> and look, I don't know, look, this seems like something he could have just pitched to the Empire writers, because I think that feels like that would have been a storyline that could have lasted like half a season. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? You got like orchestrated attacks, Nigerian brothers, 
MAGA hats. There's a book. lot of... Rachel, I don't know if you know the whole story. The but... noose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the noose. Um, yeah. He wrote his own script. He said he went to get Subway at 3 a.m. Like, I don't... There ain't no bodegas in Chicago. Like, I don't know why you're going... To... I don't even know a Subway that's open that late. Subway 24 hours since yeah. when? Not even in New York it's open 24 hours. <laughs> and Subway's probably like, keep us out of this story. We're still recovering from the whole Jared thing situation. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't shit. put us in your... Uh, uh, Poor Jared. If look, if Jesse was really attacked, I think I I think he's just if he was really attacked because it's still alleged that all this stuff is happening. Um, I think he's just a bad, well, not a bad liar. He's a bad truth teller because he's mm-hmm. t- trying to tell the truth, and it looks like he's lying. He was in Good Morning America, Damn. um, and he did like the number one thing you don't do when lying, right? Over explaining shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Before he got to the actual attack in the, in the interview, he's just giving way too much backstory. You know, bas- this is almost verbatim, but he basically starts out with like, you know, they ask what happened that night, right? He's like, oh, I call my creative director, who's like my uncle. He drove me to my apartment. There was no food in the fridge. So I went to Walgreens, but they were closed. So I went to Subway, which is across the street, to get salad while waiting for my order. I texted my manager because he was in Australia with one of his other clients. Nobody cares about that. Get to the point, bro. Oh, my God. That was it. He and then so finally, we don't need so much setup, right? When he actually gets to the actual beating story, um, he's like, I don't remember their faces. Uh, their eyes were covered, so I don't know if he was attacked by ninjas or what. Um, wow, that would probably be more believable than what he's the yarn he's spinning right now. But um, I don't know. This is crazy. What's his motive? Damn. What's his motive behind doing this? The what motive I, they're saying that he feels like he didn't get enough um, attention from the Empire producers when he got some hate mail like a week uh, before. So he actually got hate mail a week before. They're saying that he orchestrated this so he could get more attention because uh, they weren't right. giving him attention. But now they're writing him off the show at yeah. least. Oh, damn. Episodes, well, for yeah. the rest of this season, I think they're trying to see what's going to go down. But he could get charged for, for lying like yeah. this and oh, shit. Boy. And that's so unfortunate because around that time, everybody was getting together and really supporting this. It was Because what it represented. Up. And so for him to do that, that's allegedly. Well, because your fr- the first thing you hear about a hate crime, you're not going to be like, oh, this guy's probably lying. Unless right. you're like some Trump supporter. But the fact that now he could be lying, it's like, Yo, that's now every Trump supporter, every every hate crime is gonna be, mm. oh, you know, well, you look at what happened. That's a lie, Craig. Wow. Look at what happened with that Empire mm-hmm. character. Mm-hmm. He said it One of the things that someone said that gave it away was like, I think it was the Daily Show too. Said it, it was like that the the attacker said, yeah, and we hate that Empire show, and it's like, Whoop. who's gonna? I mean, so who specific even, to be well, like, that, who's, even, who's even watching Empire now? I don't even know. Damn. No, I'm saying it's kind of on its... Damn, Jamie. It's, wow. Am, is it now on its last legs? I don't know. I, 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 what network is uh, the show on? Exactly. Fox. Exactly. It's all about power now, I think. Uh, oh, that's yeah. gone too. So look, I'm going to jump to my last story. Yes. Uh, and interesting thing, bodega workers in New York, they, um, they want to be able to sell weed. What? Now. Uh, and we actually have a clip. Black and Hispanics have paid the price. You know what? Let's now make the profits and share the profits with those that the governor decides he wants to share them with. Wow, yeah. yeah. That, okay. By the way, to be, that's Fernando Mateo, who's the oh. head of the bodega owner. Oh, so he's, yeah. I thought he was like a congressman. Yeah. No, he's, he's actually the president of he the, actually, the, he the sounded bodega. Like, he sounded like he was already high. <laughs> so I, um, I, where was I saying again? I yeah. need more of this. At my disposal. I mean, and some I mean. at the same time. You know, people ordering bacon, egg, and cheese. I want bacon, egg, and weed. 
Cause I need some doodle shit after I buy my flat on my doodle. Does anybody care about the bodega cats getting contact highs and shit? Like, first of all, look, I look. So they're pleading that they should be allowed to sell marijuana if and when the state legalizes it. But it looks like they're gonna legalize it soon. Yeah. I, what's the problem with just buying it outside of the bodega like everybody else does? Just shit. Just the guy in the corner. Nah, I used to buy it near the ice machine. The guy near the ice machine. Like, yo, Papa, I got, I got you. You need something? It used to always be in the wise bags. Back in the day, the guy tell you, like, yo, go in the wise bag. You see, like, a wise bag, like, rolled up. What? it up. Yeah. One of my cousins, one time, I was just walking with him, and he went into a bodega, and he went to the back of the bodega. That's and, how like, it was. said, like, a password, and then they gave him some shit. Yeah, yeah, that's how it was. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, I didn't I didn't know what was happening. Now you think but... those old men that are always in the back, you think, what do you think they're doing? You think they're just hanging out? They got to, they're on the hustle. I thought they were, like, know? playing dominoes or some shit. But they, they play the dominoes, but they know what's going on. They put you on. But anyway. I mean, do you, do you, I don't know, do you think bodegas should, should be selling weed? I, I mean, think is this so. a, this a thing that... I think so. I mean, you not there, said, not, we, took, we took the hit. Not you know where you're selling the gum, but like maybe in the back. All these, all these people selling weed now, it's legal now, and it's all Spanish and black people that went to jail back in the days, and now it's legal, we should be making money off of it. Right. It's true. Wow. Uh, no, it's true. For real. You don't think so? You know how many uh, people they put in jail? And they made and they made money off the correctional facilities, and now they're making money off of weed. Now we should be making money off of weed. This bike got way more serious than I intended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. I think man. on that note, we're done for the week. The views, opinions, and insinuations made by Frank Nibs do not necessarily reflect or represent those held by the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Live from La Gran Manzana, it's Frank Spirison News with Frank Nibs. Hello, folks. Hey, Frank. Hi, Frank. Hi, Hi guys. Frank. Are you happy to have him two back? Hey, Frank. Huh? Guys. Hey, Frank. <laughs> Although last week I think was your best one, and I think you, think so? you should have, yeah. Nah. Why? Because we weren't We're, here. Where are you no, going? No, 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 no. It was no, a no. really good one. But nah, Frank was to... a good cheerleader for the other, for Jerry and Aunt. Every right? time they yeah. said something, he was like, "Yo, yo, do it, hit it, yo." I'm not hey. hit it, yo. Keep it going, baby. <laughs> I was like, what? "Yeah, I don't. We don't get. I don't get what? that like." Hey, Rachel calls me the hype man. That's yeah. what I am. Yo, son, That's it, what I do. It's not hype without you. <laughs> you know I what would I'm like a little bit of hype too. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Instead, I get interrogated. Yo, yo, but let me tell you. What do you think about what's going on in the bodegas, yo? <laughs> you Seriously. don't think they don't deserve they could sell the weed, huh? Yo, just forget the jokes. Tell me what you really feel. Um, Rachel? <laughs> what? You... <laughs> uh, let's break for commercial. Oh, we have no commercials? Okay, here's one. Let me sell it to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, Eloeros, today we're going to talk about the Mother Matrix, the real creator and the writer of the Matrix and the Terminator, mm. Sophia Stewart. Okay. This Wait is the minute. woman is that, that the Wakaki brothers. No, this well, is the actual woman that actually and their sisters. Though. This is the actual woman that wrote the Matrix and Terminator. Oh what? shit! Okay, Two and classic they, movies. Right, and they stole the script from her. What? Yes, this woman is very accomplished. Who's they? Who stole it from her? Yeah. Well, Warner Brothers, <laughs> the Wachowski brothers, the sisters, James Cameron. The sisters okay, they all stole these two. Um, the, the, I mean, these two films have generated over billions of dollars, and this is a huge case, guys. Like seriously, I'm gonna tell you her accomplishments. You guys are gonna bug out. All right. She's a child prodigy. Like at the age of five years old, she was doing the adultist IRS uh, papers. Oh. At the age of eleven. She was hired by the IRS to work for them. She's at 11? At 11. <laughs> yup. Isn't there like, so I'm 11, about that? Yep. I have 11 year old audit me yep. shit? I fucked out. I was like, yo. Hey, my name is Jessica. So wait, if, calling if, you if she, you have back taxes? 
I'm 11, but I'm going to help you in your fiduciary. Yo, this is great. DJ could be a train conductor Yo, by the time I, seven. I swear to God, I think the same thing about your son. There's precedent. I'm like, what do you kid, mean? Huh? I told her. I said, this kid's going to be the president of the MTA. Yo, let's, not, let's not derail What me. do you talk about my son can't? Speaking huh? of trains. This girl was doing taxes that. at five. Go All right, ahead. He, guys, she skipped high school. This is how smart this lady is. Wow. She's intelligent. Is it that smart to skip high school? <laughs> it missed, depends on the high school. She yeah. wanted to be a lawyer. She missed out on a lot of shit. <laughs> she, she wanted to be a lawyer and a doctor, okay? Okay. But she instead went to USC film school. Oh. Okay? She is very intelligent. And that's when she actually started writing The Matrix and The Terminator. All right? Um, They've been going after her. She's she's very accomplished. She was working as a paralegal also when she was living in New York. So she knows about the law. She was documenting everything as she was sending it to studio heads and George Lucas and all these guys. So it's like a big case. The FBI is involved. Arnold Schwarzenegger is involved Wait, also. what? Arnold yes. Because of the yes. Terminator. The yeah. Terminator is involved because he, Terminator owns 5% of the Terminator. Oh, wow. Legally. Wait, so the and he was the wait. You said the Terminator was five percent of the Terminator. <laughs> so there's an actual Terminator. No, no I'm Schwarzenegger is the Terminator. Oh, right. I think right. I right. equate the Terminator with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. that's okay. It's a man thing. So this is and this is this is a very <laughs> guys. This this case is very important. I'm going to tell you why because this is a creative getting and the Matrix owes five percent of the Matrix. <laughs> no, that doesn't work. No. So, you know, people think uh, this lady is like just like a, a like a weirdo. Like people think no, and you know, Warner Brothers and some big corporations are against her, and they've been like hiring you know hundreds of trolls to go against her on the internet. And this lady knows her stuff. Did she um the WGA usually when you write a script right you um, register register and she regi- guys she registered everything. The FBI is aware of everything. Okay. Because when when um, when Terminator first came out, about three years later, the FBI contacted her and told her, since everything is copywritten, she knew about laws. She knew about everything. She worked, guys, she worked in a law firm. When she was in USC, she worked in, worked in a law firm in Beverly Hills at the time. So, she worked in Columbia, in Columbia Pictures. So she was, she knew the business. She's no, she's not an idiot. Right. So she documented everything she sent through the post office or whatever she did. She documented everything written out. So basically, the federal government is involved in this also because they basically um, they did not uh, protect her rights, basically. Right. So my billion dollar question is: Yes, if she knows everything, right? She has everything documented. Why is she even She's having a, a case? To because even? she does not have the monies to go against her in the court of law. They have um, Warner Brothers hired four different law firms to go and fight against her. So she's filed this over two times. But she has a right to still go after them. So she knows at the end of the day, in her lifetime, she's not going to see the monies uh, from this case. But she wants to set a precedent that as a creative, she got robbed. This lady generated billions of dollars with these two franchises. And this cannot happen to a creative. And this has happened over and over and over and over. And uh, you guys, as creatives, all of us, we see this it all is, the time, right? Lady. Exactly. But we you see know, it all the time. Right. But this I, is huge. And th- by the way, I didn't mention she's an African American lady. Okay, mm. she's African American. So just like she's gotten robbed, a lot of people have gotten robbed. And we got to get smarter and smarter and smarter. She is the Matrix. She's the mother of the. That's her name, the Mother Matrix. And you have to see. This interview. 
That's right. She's one of the smartest women. I, I'll be honest with you. She's one of the smartest women I ever seen in an interview. But oh, she so floored me. She must have taken the wrong pill then. <laughs> oh, Jamie! <laughs> well, anyhow, guys, um, I recommend you guys just uh, YouTube, watch Mother the Matrix. Matrix. Watch the Terminator. Yeah, just watch all three of them. And by the way, I just want to say, The Matrix is one of my favorite films of all times. And I always say that I'm going to make like a five-part uh, uh Five different movies that really affected me, and these are this may be one of the top three. But now that you know the behind the scenes of what they did to her, do you does that affect you liking the movie less? No, not at all. Oh, because okay. she, they, if, if you if you see the case, they stole everything from her verbatim. Guys, she Whoa. had she had the synopsis of the film. She had the character breakdown. She had everything, and she documented everything. And she and she actually just registered everything with the government, so the FBI is aware of everything. The FBI has acknowledged that they made a mistake in a court of law. So she has so much proof that it's so deep that it's like. They're so knee deep in. They just have been fighting her through legalities in the in the court system. They have been paying FBI uh, uh, directors off. They've been paying senators is this off. What the FBI is busy doing. Hey, if you have the money, like, uh, hey, guys, if you have the money, you could do it. We all know that. All right. And this is a big case, and we should all keep an eye on this because it's very important. And Eloeros, always keep your eyes open. Wow. Yeah. Is that the new tagline? That's Yo, like he previewed it I last like week. It. Yo. I see that on a bumper sticker, okay? <laughs> Hasta la vista, Frank. All right, you guys, it's that part of the show that is so amazing. Oh, my God, it's so amazing. All right, you guys. <laughs> the great thing is that we just saw each other in L.A., and now he's in New York, like, as in he is here. He's in front of me. Oh, who is he, you ask? Homie Diaz is in the building, oh. yo. Oh. Oh. Creator. Creative. Create I don't know where that went, but you are just all kinds of creative. <laughs> Mike, it's we really actually disgusting. we met with him in LA. You weren't there, but it was very uh, Sorry, very Mike. cool. And then we met here. It was very bicoastal. Yep. Yeah. Cool. I love that we're bicoastal buddies. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it should be. I, I don't know what you're bi. trying to say with that. No, I mean it's just very we're like globe trotting. <laughs> it feels cool to talk about that, right, Rachel? So cool. Yeah. Globe trekking, trotting. Globe trekking. Uh, I'm not sure what the globe phrase tricking? is. Globe trekking. Globe, globe tricking. <laughs> I mean it's. I don't I know mean, what Rachel did that night, but homie. Oh, well, I gotta make money somehow on the West Coast. Whoa. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Her okay. DM only goes so far, ladies. Whoa. <laughs> Per diem. <laughs> yeah, who that out there in LA would have paid Z up per diem? Come on, son, up top. Uh, per diem. What? In an envelope per diem. That's with what my we name got. on it. Oh. Yeah, with our names on the envelope. Old school. Oh, yeah. That's, That's old school. Yeah, yeah, oh, it's yeah. not about us. It's about Homie Diaz. Welcome to the Latino podcast, bro. Finally. I don't know, right? Stupid. Yo. Like, how long are we going to be just Did you talking? just call our guest stupid? <laughs> no, no, not the guest. <laughs> oh. It was the notion that because we haven't had you on the show I yet. I understood you. That's yeah. stupid to me, yeah. is that we talk all the time, <laughs> and now you're on the show, but you're here. Thank you. It's, it's about a, time. It's good to be here. And already Mike and Rachel are kind of kissing up to you. What are you talking about, what's, what's Jamie? What's this all about, bro? What are, you, I what are just, you talking about, bro? I just wanted to wear comfortable yo, sneakers today. That's up, all. Yo. Those look familiar. Yeah, yeah. Oh. man. <laughs> For the people that are not like watching this, yeah. <laughs> you're wearing uh, some original homie Diaz. The Dreamer sneakers. Yep. Yes. Created by, designed by Homie Diaz. For Hispanic Heritage Month? Yeah. Yes. Woo! Yeah, absolutely. Tell us, well, first let our listeners know what you do for a living. I am a designer by trade. I'm focused in footwear. Mm. 
but there's so many different levels of footwear design. It's like, I almost like to, uh, the analogy is like a basketball team. You know, you got your center, your point guard, your forward, small forward, whatever. So in design, there's many levels to what people do when they do a sneaker. So particularly, I like to focus on the color, the materials, the storytelling of the shoe. That's where I focus, where there's a designer, a technical designer. He's like the architect. I'm like the interior designer, if that makes any sense. So I come in and I finish things off and I make it presentable. And there's a story. So what you're wearing right now, that was the, um, the Dreamers shoe for Hispanic Heritage Month. So basically we wanted to say, hey, we're taking a stand to support dreamers. Kids that were brought here, DACA, they were brought here as children. They don't, they're not citizens. They didn't have a choice, but there's no permanent solution. So that shoe was just the basic idea of us saying, hey, we're bringing awareness to this issue that needs a solution that the government is dicking around with and they don't have a solution for it. So it affects over 800,000 people. So this was just a way of saying, hey, we recognize this. This is important. Uh, let's, let's, let's shine a light on the reality of it. And let's donate some money in the mix of it all and, you know, make a fly sneaker that, you know, Rachel likes to wear. Man, <laughs> if I tell you how comfortable these sneakers are, I'd be underselling well, them. Well, she like, looks like she's used to. them. She's used them a lot. <laughs> yeah. She's put some mileage they on them. They need a little cleaning. Yeah, some sort. You know when She looks like she just came from a soccer game and shit. <laughs> and like... <laughs> I'm a dreamer. <laughs> First of all, they're not that dirty, Jamie. So you're painting a very I'm like exaggerating. Jamie, for you're comedic, lying. I'm exaggerating for the Wrong listeners. Picture. But you know when you go home, sometimes you want to slip on those slippers, whether they're Uggs or whatever totes. You know, these sneakers feel like that. They're, they feel like I'm I'm walking on clouds, and they're dope, and they stand for something so beautiful. They got memory foam inside. What? Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Memory foam is the shit. I can't believe that's what I've been walking on this whole time. Okay. There you go. Walking on a cloud. It's kind of fascinating that you are able to combine so many different elements into shoe design. So what are some of the other stories that you have told through this this, this conduit that you have? Other than the dreamers? Yeah. Yeah, I've done a oh man, I've done so many things. I mean, in terms of shoes, if we want to put a number on it, I've done maybe I've materialized over a few thousand shoes. Mm. So, but on the story side, which is what I love to do, I did a um, a kids collab, which was amazing with this character, a YouTube character, and he's got over six billion views. It's mm. crazy. So that was an idea of taking a kids character and and talking to the kids market. And giving them something that they're like fascinated with, but with sneakers. So it's like taking the screen and putting it on your feet. And he's is a young YouTube guy. Yeah, yeah, he's and a YouTube. You? Uh, he like... He's in his like early thirties. Oh, okay. Early to mid thirties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Homie, I got something for you. What's but up? Because I'm saying this live on the podcast right now, I have to get credit for it. Oh boy! So there's this kid. He's three years old, and he knows how to do the train map of all the New York subway. So we can have a list of different sneakers based on the train line Ooh. and have the kids. Well. He doesn't have a YouTube channel yet, but we can work in reverse. We're working on what it, by th- the way. No, we're not. We. I just came <laughs> up with the idea right now. What do you think? Yo, that's amazing. Him, yeah. I mean, D- I mean, DJ Oops or Hoops or something. I okay. don't know. Yet. I'll workshop that out. What do you think? I think you should work your way out of the shop. (laughs) (laughs) But hey, I like where you're thinking. I like where you're going. That's what it's all about. It's about finding. So I came came up with this thing um, 
I call it the five C's, right? Oh. And that w- that's what allows me to come up with these collaborations. It's, it's a list to check off the, the, the box of requirements for me to even entertain doing a collaboration with somebody for a brand. So the five C's are identify the content in context within a culture. And then within those three, you now have an opportunity to either be invited into a conversation from that culture within the context of that culture. And then when you align those first four C's, so it's content, context, culture, conversation, when you get all those four together, you then create. Does that make sense? Preach. You know what I'm saying? So wow. Whereas I, I've always found myself in the design world where people just start to design and then they try to find the context within, and then they try to create content around it and then they try to like see their way into a, a conversation. It's like, it's crazy because, you know, it's like, for example, an analogy is like, yo, you know, we're a few guys or girls drinking wine and some random dude comes like, yo, I brought beer because you guys are drinking, right? And you're like, what the, like, who invited you into the conversation? First yeah. of all, we're drinking wine, and why did you bring beer? So right. I've always found myself in this world of design where they're just trying to force a design into a conversation and find co- and then and then try to build context out of it, and it doesn't make sense. Homie, let's take it way back, so, okay? Not way back, like way back, like years, 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 but the beginning of the process. Okay. Because, like, you just created the, the five Cs, so obviously you put a lot of thought into you cr- when you're creating – can you tell us like Mike? Can this... you just recite recite the five C's over yeah. so we know, context, remember? culture. Oh, you wrote it down. I wrote right, it right, down, right. bro. Go let let yeah. let test the test the test. Oh, you passed the test. Yo, you pass son, the test. you're giving you. away a yeah. very magical recipe right no now, doubt, homie. Yo. Just letting you know. Yo, now I'm gonna start doing sketches like that. Yo, I got to have to have the five C rules, son. I got the five C's. Cash, 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 cash. <laughs> Who, you? Oh. And, and, and cats on the internet? Cats on YouTube? And cats. Yes, cats. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you were going to ask a good question. I, I had a really good question. Sorry. Tell us how you started. Like, what, Did you know that you were going to be designing things? Or was that something you just, as the process was going on, you came to that path? So I grew up in Queens. You know, grew up skateboarding. I was like a misfit, an outcast. It was weird at the time in the '90s, like skateboarding. Had my skateboard everywhere. I went to the bathroom with my skateboard. I went to, wow. I went to the family get-togethers with my. Even if it was wintertime, I had my skateboard with me. So I was this weird kid, and I always stood out. And then I remember one time, like I was because of skateboarding. Just to back it up, I was always fascinated by the graphics on the skateboards. And I, as a little kid, novice, not understanding how things are made. And, you know, now kids could watch how it's made, you know, the show. Yeah. Like, that didn't exist. So I'm like, how do they get the graphics on the board? Like, I was just fast. I was so enthralled by it that that uh, inspired me to be creative and draw and comics. The combination of comics and skateboarding just made me want to be artistic and, and, and creative. So fast forward, I remember... Um, I was at a family. We would always have, I have a big family. So we would always have dinners in the Bronx, Manhattan, everywhere. And one time we were in, 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 in Uptown having a family get together. And of course, the questions that come around at the table, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? And that came to me at one point, And I'm like sitting there with a skateboard and, and, and braids, whatever, like crazy. And I'm like, oh, I want to be an artist. And then one of my aunts says, bueno, tú sabes que los artistas no se hacen rico después de muerto. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So she's like, you know, you know, you're not gonna be successful until you're dead. So yeah, what's the, so I'm like sitting here, I'm like, oh great, Debbie Down over here. So my <laughs> so, so, thanks, Thea. Yeah, There's always one Thea that's like yeah, that. Yeah. So then, like, you know, I didn't really say nothing. That I can't remember. I, mean, I was super young. I was like 11, 12, and I was just I, I saw that my mom picked up on like the damn, just shut my son down. So then one, I, it, it was either that night or sometime later. We're driving home one night, 
from another family get together probably and my we see a brand new perfume shop that opened up in one of the strips that we were driving by and my mom goes oh my god i wonder if they have the uh, oscar de la renta perfume there and then and then she goes and i was like me and my dad everybody in the car is like that was random and then she goes you know oscar de la renta and i was like who the hell is that? And I, she's like, he's Dominican. Yep. And I was like, and he's a fashion designer. He's alive. He's successful. And I'm in mind, I'm like, I'm like, holy shit, context wow. within the content of a conversation of a culture to create something. So I'm sitting there like, oh my God, it's, I could be a designer. I could be an artist. It's real. You know what I'm saying? Because at that time, I probably heard Oscar de la Renta, Versace, but I never knew there were real people. This was pre-internet. There's not like you could look this up, you know? Right. So, like, I didn't have any content or context to these people being real designers. I just thought it was like Woolworths. It was just a name. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they they sell products there. That's a real person, Woolworths. It yeah, is. Exa- yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you you would never... <laughs> back in the 90s, you wouldn't walk around being like, Yo, I want to look up the Woolworths family and see what they're about. <laughs> you wouldn't even think about that. Yo, I, I need some toilet it's paper. True. I got to go to Woolworths. You, you know, like you're not... library card catalog and do exactly. all this crazy research. Exactly. Like, I want to go to Alexander's. I'm yeah. dating myself right now. Alexander's? I'm dating myself. It's, so it's okay. Like... We right there with you. I was there for the closing. Yo. You know what I'm saying? So basically, like, you know, as, as when we were kids, you wouldn't go around thinking like, yo, I want to look into this family and be inspired by them. It just wasn't even in your psyche to even right. think that way. So anyways, my mom inspired me to think about that. And then I was in... I was in, this was between elementary and, and, and junior high. Fast forward, I get into high school to, to try to get this story short. I'm sitting in high school. I'm, a, it's, I'm going into my senior year and I'm depressed because I'm like, I don't know what I want to be. I don't know what I want to do. The, arts, the art classes that I was taking at the school were mediocre at best. They didn't motivate us to become artists. They were just like, you know, you want to go to law school or the cliche shit. Everyone talked about the cliche shit, but then it was an art school. So I'm feeling like, damn, I'm in the wrong place or I'm just, it's not right. This is not right or I'm not, I'm in the wrong path. So anyway, so I'm going into my last Spanish class of the year, a new class. I walk in and the teacher's Dominican. She's a beautiful Miss Aborio, gorgeous woman, like amazing in, in all sense. Like, wow, this is a beautiful person. And start the class, whatever. I'm sitting there like, what am I going to do in my life? Am I going to the military? I'm already thinking cliche shit to just satisfy my parents. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden she's talking, whatever, whatever. And she says something and then she goes like Oscar de la Renta. And she points to a picture of her, him, and his wife. Meanwhile, I've never seen the, the man's face. Then we were dating back when my mom said that three, four years ago. Right. It just was like in the back of my mind, but I couldn't look him up. I couldn't be like, yo, let me go see what he's really about. So she, the, the fact that she said that was like, it was just an epiphany moment. I was like, I'm going to go to art school. Wow. This is like the, the, the universe telling me I got to go do this. And I applied to one school. And one school only, and every teacher were like, "He's an idiot. He's gonna, he's never gonna succeed." Because everyone's applying to multiple schools, and I'm like, "No, I'm not gonna pay you an application fee. Pay you an application fee." Where, son? So I'm like, "Yo, they're trying to get me." So I'm like, "I'm applying Where? to one school. I want to go to one school only." And I tried, and I went for the biggest art school out there, Parsons School of Design. Uh-huh. Nice. And and all the teachers are like, "Yo, you're an idiot. You applied. Good luck with that one. First of all, and second of all, is the only school you applied to." So you better fill out that FAFSA. <laughs> You had like a shitty guidance counselor. Good luck with that, yeah. buddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, my guidance counselor in, in high school was like, you should probably put your mother's last name because they give you Latinos money. Yeah. Hey, oh, wow. shit. I was Rachel Strauss I know, I know. In, high, I know. in college. Damn. Mm-hmm. So so that was it. So I got I got in uh, by the graces of God, by the universe. I went to to the uh, application office and the 
the counselor that was there, like the the the, the enrollment counselor was like, he comes out, homie Diaz, and I look up, and it's a dude I knew from like four years, five years ago that I used to skateboard with, but he was oh, older I than you were me. Say it was Oscar de la Renta. No, uh, no, 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 no. I the plot not thickens. see that coming. The plot thickens. The plot. I know, I know. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, no, that was amazing. It should, it should have been him. It should have been him. No, but anyway, so, 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 so the universe is talking to me even again. It's even again. So I walk in to like, you know, like show my portfolio to see if I even have a chance to get in this place. So again, the, the, the admissions counselor was, it's a guy that I used to skateboard with years ago. I hadn't seen the dude in maybe like six, eight years since the last time I saw him, but he was an older dude. So He's like, I read the name, and I was like, Nah, I can't be him. And then he walked out, and he's like, Homie Diaz, and like, and I was like, and he was like, I was like, Oh my God, wow, like, wow. And then he's like, Come on, man, let me see what you got. And then he like, he just guided me. He was like, Look, this is what you need to do. Go home, do this. And he just gave me like the blueprint. Here's what you need to focus on, to like really like hone in your skills and get your portfolio to the next level. So he motivated me even more, and I did it, and I got in. So imagine, like, I could have been then, it could have been just some average dude and like, oh, this Diaz guy over here, yeah, all right, what mm-hmm. does he think? He's drawing all this crap, whatever. Right. Next. We don't want a person named homie in our school. Yeah. I'm noticing a trend for you that you've always had these signs or a person, and it's a big... Yeah. So you kept going, I see that a lot of the success stories are like that, where people pay attention enough yeah. to the sign, and you continue yeah. going, that's dope. And it shows the power of, like, role models, as far as Oscar de la Renta, and then mentors, which is yeah. the guy that you actually knew, that right, actually right. helped you, you know what I mean? And those yeah. are guideposts for you to kind of reach what you wanted to do. Yeah, the, the reality is that, that shout-outs to Ducky is his name, and he's like, he was always, like, an inspiring dude, and, like, a respectable dude in, like, the skate culture, and, like, he was always, like, that father figure in a sense among the clique you know what I mean and for, it, for it to be him years later was like yo this is it for yeah. me I gotta do this I gotta do I, I I stood up late night drawing and paint like doing all this stuff cause I'm like this is, this is what I gotta do he was your Miyagi yeah literally yeah. <laughs> so how did the entrance to footwear come about so with uh, unfortunately with uh, like big accredited schools till this day there's no footwear program this doesn't exist there's no footwear major there's fashion and not even within most fashion schools, there's a footwear department. It just really doesn't exist. Those are more like small side hobby kind of like little credit, like little schools that do that kind of stuff. They're no, they're not in big universities. So going in, I didn't even wasn't even like within my psyche of saying, oh, I'm gonna be, into, I'm gonna go into footwear. I just wanted to be creative, and I went into communication design, which communication design kind of helps with the five C's that I came up. It's about mm-hmm. communicating your art. It's about finding a purpose with a translation with what you're doing. It's not just like, I just want to do red strokes because I want to do dreads. It's very, very well thought out. Um, classes consist of mar- advertising classes, packaging classes, package design, 2D, like all, like it's it's a well-rounded like boot camp for art, mm-hmm. the four years. So they really drill you. You get your shit ripped off the wall because it just doesn't make any sense. Like yeah. it, it's like really intense, which is Damn. great. No, it's dope. It's dope. Like I got my work ripped off the wall many times, which it fueled me. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna bring it. I'm gonna bring it. So Parsons was amazing, and then uh, I um, just to fast forward, I graduated um, May of twenty uh, two thousand one. Right. And you know what came after that in September? Yeah. Yo, son, I, same here. Graduated yeah. In May of two thousand one. So basically, when we were graduating. 
shit was bad already. Yep. So they told us at like our our pre graduation like party, at the chairman of the department said, "Hey guys, look, this is the real deal out there. Um, less than five percent of you are gonna get jobs after graduation. Wow, because of the way things are right now. The economy is really bad. You know, the, those that are gonna walk away with jobs are because they had internships and they're gonna become jobs. But keep your head up, ride the storm." You know, keep it moving. You're more than well qualified to get big jobs. Just hold on. So we were like, oh, shit. Okay, whatever. So next thing you know, September 11th. Just really put the shit down on, like, no jobs for a long time. Anyway, so I took an opportunity to get a job with Apple Computer. So Apple had opened, they were going to open their first flagship store in Soho. And they had my application on file because at the time when I was at Parsons, they were looking at around, like, doing campus Apple reps. So I was like, oh, I want to do that. And I guess they just like killed it because they're like, we're going to open a store. The hell, we don't need to do it at the school. And I got called up. Like, hey, we're going to open a store. Would you be interested? And I was like, hell yeah. So I got the job realizing that I'm like, yo, this is going to be the best place to network, you know? Mm. But my family, everybody, my girl, my family, they were all bummed out. They're like, damn, man, you just paid all this money for a degree and you're going to go work a retail store? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, they were like just like they were like wah 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 like the whole time for me and I'm like no this is gonna be good I'm gonna network what's your family hookup look like (laughs) you got a friends and family because then we very proud of you yeah so what's this this iPod shit it's like nobody's gonna buy this shit yeah now you fit so much music in there good timing that was around the iPod (laughs) he knows his shit so basically yeah so I got the job there everybody was like kind of bummed out for me and after working a couple years there I just met so many people. Like the network, my network just went tenfold. And DC Shoes became one of my clients. But as you know, I grew up skateboarding. So I knew I knew everything about DC Shoes. And shout out to my, my, my boy, Sneaker Steve, Sneaker Steve Patino from Queens. He started working for them. And the crazy thing is that we, we were both running, raised in Queens and we lived opposite lives. I was skateboarding, designing club flyers, and he was doing sneakers and business. He was the business dude. I'm here working at Apple as the business dude, and he's working at a, a, a skateboard sneaker company. So when he came in to be my client, he was just like, yo, how crazy is this? Our, our lives are reversed. <clears throat> Fast forward, we kept talking. I started throwing him ideas on designs, and they hired me. Wow. And that, that, that kicked off my uh, sneaker career. What a story. Yeah. Wow. Huh. Crazy how life is, you know. Another person walked into my life that I hadn't seen and in years. Steve, he's so well respected because I know he has a show that covers sneakers and stuff yeah. like that. So that's 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 like really, really, really dope. What was the first sneaker that you were involved that you were really, really proud that you knew that that caught a lot of popularity, but at the same time mm-hmm. you felt like okay, at this point in my career, like yo, I know my shit and this is proof. So. Uh, the I, I will start this with the first sneaker I worked on, and that was when Sneaker Steve came to the Apple Store to to be a client, uh, specifically with me, the business manager for business accounts. And he says, "Hey, we're about to open a DC store down the street." And I was like, "You know, a little insight for you because you know about DC." I was like, "What are you gonna do to market it?" And they're like, "Oh, we're thinking about." It. I was like, "Yo, how about this? Instead of you paying six figures for a billboard on Houston Street." How about we do a collaboration with the store employees? There's 300 employees in the store alone that I help manage. Why don't we do that? And he was just like, whoa. I was like, yo, we can do this, 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 blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, I went up the chain. They're taking me to dinner, blah, blah, blah. And we made an Apple Soho store shoe. And that, and then, and that went, and that was like, you know, that was, that was just like a freebie, toma, take that idea and run with it. But I got, I got, I got, I got credit for it naturally, you know, humbly. And, uh. It got to the point to your to answer your question that 
we only made it for the 317, I still know, 317 employees. We only made that many pairs. We gave those out. And it came to the point that every time a new applicant came to try to get a job there, they would they would ask, if I get the job, do I get a pair of those shoes? <laughs> wow. So it, it got to that that's point. Great. So, you know, that's where, Score. you know. And was the sneaker culture back even at that time, was it as kind of, I don't know if the obsessive is the right word, but like, you know, sneaker heads and sneaker culture now oh, is yeah. just at its pinnacle, right? Like, um, was how was it back then? Was it, it just starting like to even get like that, or was it was there an under more of an underground? It was it was the it was the just the the beginning of it all. I mean, it, there was there was definitely sneakerheads, but that was around the time where it, the internet just really started getting yeah. crazy with it, and it beca- it it started touching mainstream at that point. Yeah. It was just touching mainstream. So you had your sneakerhead, like a real small community, yeah. and at that that was like at the right time at the right moment because that's when like the masses started to talk about these little things that were happening in sneaker culture that were very rare. So that was one of like the rarities around that time. Like the Apple store mm-hmm. has a sneaker and it's the only store that has a sneaker. It's not like Apple has a sneaker. It's yeah, a yeah, Soho yeah. store. That's has exclusive a right yeah. there. And it came in like in a dope leather case. Like, yo, it was crazy with an iPod case. Like, it was oh, dope. Yes. Well, speaking of case, you've got a mystery case next to your seat yeah. right there. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm wondering what's inside that mystery case. Ah, let me reveal it. Hold on a second. <laughs> you know what I mean? By the way, I want to put this on the record here. This is the first time we've ever done a reveal yeah. on our podcast. Wow, I'm so, excited. So for listeners, keep listening. <laughs> yeah, maybe we Jamie should go on IG play. Live. Jamie will give you play-by-play. Yeah, this know, is why know. you should log on to the Latinos Allowed IG Live every week because you get to see exclusive stuff like this. That's a lot of pressure for next week, by the way. Just <laughs> telling you. Oh. We'll do... Just show them your ass or something. We'll figure Whoa. it out. It's been seen a lot. So. Just so you know, even this box is like fucking. Yeah, like, look at looks, this box. There's a lion. That's a lion, right? Yes, yeah, it's, a it's lion. fucking. Oh, like Rachel. Rachel's yeah, a Leo. I'm a Leo. I just want to. I, I want to have that box and just put like my belongings in there and shit. There yes. you go. Like, where your boxers? Your, your secret <laughs> box. <laughs> no, you'd have to put like treasures in there or something. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> let, let me start this off by little little backstory so I was the senior designer for special projects at K-Swiss nice. right? so I did, I did all like the Gary V shoe all like the collaborations that has happened in the past 18 months right uh, this past December I parted ways with them so I could focus on my own brand nice. to Get give it. my give my own brand at full attention yeah. and the name of, and the name of the brand is called Magnus Alpha Magnus Alpha in Latin means great dominance Magnus is greatness. Alpha is dominance. Yeah. So the idea is that Magnus Alpha is not to have the great dominance over someone. It's to have great dominance of your identity. Being very confident in yourself and understanding who you are. So you have to build confidence, right? And with that being said, the campaign story behind the brand is called Product of an Immigrant. And the reality is, is if you're a product of an immigrant, chances are you know two languages. You have an understanding of other cultures. You're more open-minded. That is a benefit in this world. Whereas a lot of kids these days are being either thrown shade at that or they're trying to be everything that they're not or trying to be someone else or trying to shy away from their culture. I'm just saying, hey, use your culture as an as, as a anchor, as a, an ability to grow, period. So that's why the name of the shoe is called the POAI, Product of an Immigrant. Okay? That is so awesome. Thank you, thank you. So basically, this shoe that I'm about to reveal is to celebrate our culture, the Dominican culture, because it, we're in February. It's the yes. 175th year of Dominican Independencia. Independence. Yeah. Yes. So I wanted to do a shoot to commemorate that. And 
donate a portion of the proceeds to DANIF, the Dominican American National Foundation. Shout nice. out to Rudy and yeah. DANIF. And so, shout out to you for being honored at the LA Clippers game thank last you. week. Right? Thank, yes. you. Okay. thank you. Thank you. Okay. Little something, something be yo, honored. Yo. Okay. So basically, I wanted to give back to Rudy and, 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 and Compañía because, again, they honored me for the Dreamer shoe. And I wanted to make sure that I'm not the last person they honor. I want nice. to make sure this continues to grow so that's my mission i said you know what if you guys are going to honor me i'm going to do something for you guys to make sure this continues okay so without further ado let me reveal oh my oh. god but then there's still another layer to it oh my god the suspense is another layer of packaging yeah. listeners if so, you want the so, play by play so inside each package it comes with a folio and inside is a thank you card that talks about being a product of an immigrant wow that's awesome you know so it's like the golden ticket it's got golden edges you know, yeah. it is gold foil embossed. Embossed. E- extra lace kit. Extra lace kit. And extra late, like extra shoelaces. Yeah. Yes, Rachel, that's what extra shoelaces <laughs> means. Like emergency wow. laces. Uh, emergency in case laces. I need to strangle oh. Juan yeah. Bago. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, yeah. sorry, inner thought. Sorry. Uh, wow. Uh, it comes with two dust bags. So when you're traveling, you put each shoe in a dust bag so your dirty soles don't touch your clothes. Wow. What? It's, lu- it's, it's, it's luxury travel. Is there a toaster in there? What else yeah. is in the box? Yo! All right. There's, there's a USB port in the back of the sneaker, so if you have to charge your phone and you're on the road oh trip. That's genius. So that's what comes inside the box. Wow. And then here we go. This oh is the man. shoe. So One I want. Layer, guys. So instead, instead of just doing a cliche Dominican Republic shoe, I wanted to do something about the culture that celebrates our culture. And if there's anything that is very important in our culture, is the food. Yes. The food is the is the main ingredient that brings us together. Absolutely. Is there right? a snack in that box? Does it there <laughs> a... So Rachel, oh, no. <laughs> stay away from the box. So it's <laughs> it's covered <laughs> it's covered by a chuleta and tostones. You're getting close. You're yeah, getting hot to, there. To protect it. <laughs> There's some habichuela con dulce in the soul. Oh my god. So this is the POA I made. Tres golpes. Oh! So wow. So so basically you got you got the platano, the raw platano, the mangu, you have the salami salchichon, you got the huevo frito, and you got the brown crisp from the fried cheese on the inside. In the shoe. Homie, be careful. Frank is getting closer by the second. Uh, he's getting hungry. You so depicted all those elements wow. in a creative design yeah, yeah. on a shoe. And let me see. Let me give you guys a, like a, a war shark text a test. What is that with the, the with war the... shark? I think the war yeah. shark. Can you see something? Wait, I'm usually really good at this. On we're looking. Oh, at the I see the lion. The lion's face. The yes, oh, I see oh the God, lion. The lion. Oh, I saw it. I saw you saw it first, Jamie. What do you win? <laughs> the toaster. The box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on the bottom it. of the sole when is, you put them together you see uh, you form a lion it's like a Voltron it's like yeah. a, like Voltron wow. yeah so basically so basically the, this is go. Yeah. Go so ahead. basically the logo was inspired by just to give you some context of the lion it was inspired by Transformers the cartoon mm. so I was born here but my parents came from the DR and they didn't speak English so my first language was Spanish right. I learned how to speak English watching cartoons and Transformers always stood out to me because it's a form of Magnus Alpha. It's a form of great dominance. Whereas the Decepticons wanted to destroy everything and take over the planets, crush the humans. And the Autobots are like, I can do that in five seconds, but why? 
Right. I'm more powerful than you. It's having great dominance of your identity. So that always spoke to me. It's like with great power, you don't abuse, you help. And that's what the brand is. I want to set myself an example is when a little, a, a younger me or, or female is like, man, I want to be this. I want to be that. Homie did it. I can do it. He looks like me. And that's the point of it is like, I want to make sure that I have, I'm that Oscar de la Renta point of reference for the ones that after me, you know? That's so dope. Wow. Dominican Heritage Night on the back. Bye, 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 bye. Beautiful. So how can people get those shoes? So the shoes are pre-order only, and it's basically on magnusalpha.myshopify.com. You can just go to the Magnus Alpha Instagram. The link is there. Uh, It's a pre-order only up until February 27th the date of the independence, but it's actually my birthday on March 2nd, so I'm going to extend it, the order by window, till March 2nd. Okay. So people have until now to pre-order it, and the price is La Fecha. The price is $227. Okay. Nice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, which is which is like work. which is which is half of what the the shoe normally sells for with a different leather scheme and everything. I wanted to make sure it was affordable, and I want to make sure that we can donate to Rudy and Danif so that they can continue Absolutely. honoring more Dominicans. You guys, put your hands together for Homie Diaz. Diaz. Bro. Thank you, thank you, thank Woo! you. Oh wait, 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 wait! Before I forget, yes. before I forget, uh, uh, Frank, you think you could pass me the number of your underground dentist? <laughs> I don't need him, but it's better to know him and not need him than to need him and not know him. Very true. Keep wow. him with your Rolodex. Oh, and my God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, take it. You know, I'm self-employed now, so I got to make sure I got everything covered. <laughs> the, the sixth C is cavity. So. Hey, homie, I'm pretty sure you could pay him in sneakers. I'm just letting you know that this dentist hey, that local, operates hey, out hey. of his apartment would probably take that as a form of payment. Well, I think it's time now for the que lo que. Yeah! Yes, indeed, everybody. It's that time for Que Lo Que. So, Homie Diaz, Que Lo Que, loco. Que Lo Que is Homie Diaz on all socials. And the brand Magnus.alpha with a PH. And you can get all the information there on this beautiful shoe and anything else I got going on. Nice. And actually, join me for the Dominican Heritage Night game. If you're in Miami, join me for the game on the 25th. And then back here for Brooklyn on the 27th. That's going to be For the Dominican dope. Heritage Night on Dominican Independence Day. Yeah. Tanto invitado. Okay, it's uh, my turn with the Keloke. You guys can find me on Juan Bago on all the platforms. And a quick shout out. I had the opportunity to be uh, in an SNL sketch. Shout out to Oz Rodriguez for putting me in there. Okay. It was like uh, a roach uh, sketch with Don Cheadle. So I and you to, were like the third roach in that. That was the third roach. Like, yeah. yeah. So it was a lot of That's fun. So. Great. So go check out that sketch. It was a lot of fun. And then I just want to let the listeners know, uh, listeners know again that May 13th, we are going to have a live show at the Green Space. As soon as tickets are available, we will put it out there. New York City. New York City. 
Okay, I'll go. As always, much love and respect to Yero.com. That's double L-E-R-O.com, the lifestyle and news platform for Latino men. Speaking of which, Yero is hiring summer interns, y'all. If you're a student looking for a marketing or editorial internship, this is a great chance to build your resume. So visit Yero.com slash internship dash opportunities to learn more and apply. Uh, please follow me at Rachel La Loca. I have a character show coming up at UCB on February 25th. It's at 6.30. So just go to the UCB website for tickets. I'm doing one character that, um, Jamie, I appreciate your help. You added a little bit of salt and pepper to my sketch. <laughs> Thanks for the spiciness. I'll be doing um, nice. the the uh, eggplant emoji character. Uh, snap, okay. As a lawyer, by the way. Uh, uh, so yeah, added that other layer. Um, so that's on February 25th. Again, follow me at Rachel La Loca. It's good to be back. Jamie? Um, room 28. Uh, we are doing a show on March 23rd. Yes. The Triad Theater. Uh, and in case for for local people, that is a theater right next to the Grace Papaya in Seventy Second Street. Because <laughs> people, local people need like those. You know, was it next to? Was across the street from? Is it by the mall? What avenue? Between what and what? <laughs> Come on. Um, but yeah, March twenty third, new Room Twenty Eight show, new sketches. Uh, some yet to be written. But uh, <laughs> says the head writer <laughs> whose scripts are due on Saturday. Right, right. Uh, hey, SNL writes their scripts like the day before, so I have it, it's it's possible to get some. But this week we're going hard in the paint. <laughs> um, uh, listeners, uh, understand the dynamics out of all of this. Rachel's the producer of it, so this is new news to her. She probably hey, we're all no anybody in the anybody in the group can write. I want to write group. one. Yeah, so people are writing. I have gotten um, some scripts on. By email, so it's it's gonna be uh it should be a fun show. We're really actually pumped, uh, considering what uh, happened this past last week. Oh right, um, ride it. So we're gonna bring that momentum to the show. March twenty third, Triad Theater. More information. Uh, Follow uh, us when we get it. Yeah. Oh okay okay. But oh and Jay Ferns at Instagram. Jay underscore Ferns at Twitter. Yeah, I mean, follow him on Instagram. He'll be posting stuff that he might not be <laughs> at. But mm. don't way. be shouting me out when I'm not <laughs> here. Let me have a let me defend I myself. Bet. All right. Fine. At least have me be a satellite defending myself from somewhere. If I'm you in another guys state. have some unfinished business, yeah. and I think you should just fight. I don't know. <laughs> just bring it back to old school. Just it's fight. tough. Jamie's a lefty. We we spoke about this, and it's I hard. fight dirty, so I'm gonna use something in this studio. My balls or something? I would, I'm gonna hit you with. I'm gonna hit you with uh, the sneaker. Let's just IG live the fight. I'm telling you, it'll get us Pay some more view. listeners. Right? No. Yeah. I'm all gonna right. hit you with a luxury sneaker. All right. <laughs> With homie's permission. You're going to give me real Tregor piss. Ho- yeah. With a Tregor piss, right? Well, you guys, guess what? We have a fourth golpe coming our way because we have a Keloke quickie. Woo! And she's got a box of treats. Please put your hands together for Jessica Hernandez, the founder of Red Cake Astronomy. Hey, girl. Woo! Hey, thanks Welcome. for having me. First thanks. of all, I love the name Cake Astronomy. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So we actually met at the screening for Ramon Pesante's film, Supina. Yeah. And we tasted your goods. You know what I mean. Get your mind out of the gutter. Okay. And what you're doing (laughs) is pretty remarkable. So let everybody know what you do. So uh, this is actually my part-time. My full-time, I'm an admin assistant. And I decided after a couple of years of schooling, uh, 
I graduated with a pastry degree that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Uh, it was kind of a, a thing where I was making cakes for people just for the hell of it. And people are like, this is really good. And I'm like, eh, it's all right. <laughs> and it's, it, it just evolved into, no, do it. So I was like, okay. Wait, well. so you got threatened. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It was like, <laughs> do this right now. Um, so I ended up doing like a major cake for somebody and it just blew up out of there. Oh, do an Instagram page, do a website, do this. And two years later, I'm here with a bunch of word of mouth clients and my website's running and a bunch of different ideas. Entrepreneurship is like addictive. <laughs> love it. I love it. Yeah. So what did you bring today? Would you mind telling us a little bit about your goods? So I brought some regular chocolate brownies. Oh, damn. I also made some afayores. What? If, for those of you that don't know what an afayores is, it's a... Uh, it's like a shortbread cookie with dosa de leche in the middle. Is and, it Colombian? It's Peruvian. Peruvian, yeah. okay. And uh, some coconut. And these jars that I brought are spiked with coconut vodka. And I call what? them I call them unicorn souls. So they're uh, all these different rainbow <laughs> colors. It's vanilla cake and coconut pastry cream and strawberry bananas. She's applying the three, she's applying the five C's. You seen that? Uh, No, the six C's, I'm gonna get crunks. (laughs) Opio cake, seven. Coconut, coconut. (laughs) Yo, so you infuse liquor into your cakes. Yeah, I get that a lot actually. Some people are like, listen, I'm just trying to get lit. (laughs) I'm like, uh, okay. Just pour a, a bottle of whatever I have in the house, and that was a that started out as an accident, and then it was like, oh, this actually works. Okay, so we're just gonna keep this. Wow. Yo. Yeah, yeah, Frank. I saw the yeah, effects, Frank. the after effects of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah he had a lot of that unicorn stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so then you actually have something coming up too, where you're gonna be at a pop up shop, so maybe everybody can go check out your cakes, which we're about to do. I am uh, on March 9th. It is actually run by a Instagram page called Pop Up Shop Latino. Uh, nice. It's for International Women's Day from 11 to 4. Uh, it's going to be on 116th Street across the street from Colombia. Um, and yeah, it's basically supporting women and, and minorities in their vendors and whatever they, they provide. Uh, there's going to be a whole bunch of things. I am the only cake vendor as of right now, but okay. there's going to be a bunch of... Uh, clothes, makeup. I think there's going to be a sex toy shop thing, too. Oh, okay. okay. Right, we're place? there then. That's it. <laughs> Consider me. Say no more. First Take online. Sex toys. Yeah. Wow. Throwing cock for the sixth letter. Yeah. Listen, um, and wait, Latino I... sex toys? That sounds exciting. Yeah, I know. I have a question. <laughs> Homie was talking about Oscar de la Renta, right? This was mm-hmm. like a guy that he really looked up to. Is in the culinary baking world, who, who would be your Oscar de la Renta? Um, I grew up on Food Network, so yeah. I used to watch pretty much anything. And quite honestly, I don't have a a mentor that's in there because they didn't I don't see them from the beginning. Yeah. My mentors are the people that I surround myself with. So I have a community of vendors and creators and and people that just want to create some kind of whatever. Yeah. It could be TV, it could be uh cakes like me and that's what drives me because we support each other. Yeah. This pop-up, I've let everybody know, hey, like, come come on, we have space. Uh, that's what what my support system is. Um, I kind of just want to be successful and 
take the knowledge that I learn and pass it on to the next person because it's use, useless knowledge if it's just sitting in my head. Yeah, it, it has to be passed on to the next. Mm. Nice. So for you, um, at this point in time, what are some inspirations of creating new flavors or like mm. stuff? I look at trends. So like that whole unicorn trend that made that jar. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But like sometimes I'll look at things. I'm like, God, that's so stupid. I can do better than that. Like there's just certain things and it depends on the holiday. Um, And then there's sometimes it's just what's in my fridge right now. Because when you're a baker, (laughs) you froze everything that's left over. And you're like, I'm just going to put this all together and see what happens. Wow. Rachel loves to bake. I don't know if she told you that. Yeah, I do. Um, is there any insp- like any uh, advice you can give to Rachel as far as as a baker? Uh, I got this from my muse. Failure is necessary. Oh, like, oh she's great at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, say no more with the advice, wow. right? So <laughs> she just set it up for him there. It was at this yeah. moment that he knew. You're coming back. You're coming back as a guest. You passed the test right there. Did that feel good, Mike? It's the first ever, I think. Yeah. Out of like 85 episodes. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm happy for you. No, but real talk. No, real talk. Uh, My question to you is about social media and Instagram. How's that helped your business and some of the trends that you see? Well, I'm a millennial, so social media is my my go-to. Instagram, hashtags, that's, that's what I focus on. I mean, word of mouth is great, but the first thing I usually say is, you have an Instagram page? Because that's how you're going to find me. Isn't that the new business card? Yeah. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, okay, let's talk about this networking stuff that you do. Have you considered doing any collabs with any of these vendors or, or making these cakes on some next level infusion of other brands, like liquor brands? Yeah, absolutely. Reaching out to those places, because I'm still small, you know, they'll look at you and be like, okay, I understand. They want to see how many followers you get. So right now I want to build my following and build my foundation before I decide to take on something so big because I'm I'm a one-person team right now. I don't have anybody else. I do my own marketing. I do my own baking and my own photos. So it's like, okay, let me focus on making my structure secure before I take the next step because you don't want that to fall apart. I think there are a lot of parallels between Homie Diaz, the guest that we had today, and you. And I think you guys should talk a little bit after this episode. But listen, tell everybody how they can find your cakes. I know at the pop-up shop, but what about online? Where can they see you, your stuff on Instagram? So my website is uh, www.redscake.com. My Instagram page is the same thing. It's at Redscake. And my uh, Facebook is at Astronomy. Well, we're going to dive into these cakes. I think we should just do it on air, if you ask me. Because, <laughs> number one, I don't want to wait. And number two, I think the listeners should hear our first reaction. Wait, Mike, you moan a little too much when you like, when you eat something you like. Uh, okay. Yeah, they it's a little awkward. Meal. Uh, so which one should we have? What do you recommend? Let's do the unicorn soul jar. Yeah, let's go. Let's get it popping. Oh, wow. Yes, listeners, okay. you're about this to is... get an audible treat. We are pop. We're diving into wow, this, this uh, unicorn nice. stuff. Okay. Oh wow! You, you even brought spoons. I was gonna eat uh, with my hands. <laughs> this is so much better. Okay. And so this is infused with what kind of liquor? Coconut vodka. Coconut vodka. Oh, wow. Come, wow. come wow. to mama. <laughs> Whoa! It's it's like a rainbow in here. Here oh, we good, go. Oh, goodness. Here we go. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, don't, oh, you know, 
you don't have to chew that much because it's so soft. It's like a party in my mouth right now. Mmm. It's not the first time. Yeah, this is tasty. Okay, well. We're convinced. This is, no, this is great. This is so, this is so, so good. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you to our guest, Homie Diaz, for coming yes. through. To all of our listeners, the crew here at Latinos Out Loud, everybody who makes this show popping impossible. Mm. Yo, keep leaving them reviews, you guys, please. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Holler at us on Instagram. Mike or I, we race each other to answer all the DMs. I'm busy right now. Oh, so then send them because yeah, I can like get them first. Al- would you like to be alone with the... Just turn uh, up the lights. the same difference. <laughs> <laughs> mm. We're going to enjoy our cakes, you guys. I'm glad um, I'm glad we're back and it feels good to be among this energy. Yeah. All right? Mm. On that note, we out! Oye, mijo, ¿qué show es ese que están escuchando? Tremenda vaina! Hola amigos y bienvenidos a Tremenda Vaina, el show donde escuchas cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro, solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? Nos puedes encontrar en tu plataforma favorita. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Suscríbete hoy. Y esto es Tremenda Vaina. Tremenda Vaina. There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota. Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more.